Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about different types of trusts. Now, before we begin, let me state categorically that I'm not a lawyer and I'm not an accountant, and I'm not here to provide any form of tax advice or legal advice. The purpose of today's show is merely to discuss different types of trusts so you're armed with enough information to conduct additional research on your own, and then in turn seek advice from your own advisors licensed to practice in the jurisdiction where you reside. So here we go. A trust is a legal relationship that entails the separation of legal ownership from beneficial interest. It's created when property is transferred by a settler who owns it to a trustee who holds the legal title to it for the purpose of and for the benefit of another person or persons, there could be more than one beneficiary, and these are collectively known as the beneficiaries. Most trusts have a trustee whose primary role is simply to enact decisions on behalf of the trust beneficiaries. And there's many different types of trust. We're going to briefly cover a few of those on today's show. We're going to start with a testamentary trust. This is a trust that's formed upon the death of an individual. Now, let's say for an example that a parent dies before their children reach the age where they could responsibly manage their affairs, then the estate might form a trust. It would have to be part of the terms of the will if a parent had the foresight to consider this. The purpose of the trust would be to manage the assets on behalf of the heirs of the estate. Some jurisdictions set a maximum time frame that a trust can exist, and there's no real limits on what a trust can do subject to the terms of the trust. Usually they'll be outlined in the will. I'm going to give you a real-life example. When my mother died, both my sister and I were not legally adults yet. My mother established a testamentary trust whereby a trust company was named as the trustee and my father was named as the income beneficiary of the trust for as long as he was alive and then my sister and I would become the capital beneficiaries of the trust when my father died. Sometimes a testamentary trust could be written in such a way that the trust would dissolve when the children are old enough, maybe let's say 30 years of age for the sake of discussion. Sometimes, in some jurisdictions, trusts can have the impact of deferring tax. And again, I'm not here to give any tax advice. That's something to discuss with your CPA. Then there are living trusts, sometimes called inter vivo trusts. An inter vivo trust is a fiduciary relationship used in estate planning. It's created during someone's lifetime. It's also known as a living trust. This trust has a duration that's determined at the time of the trust creation. It can provide for distribution of assets to the beneficiary either during or after the trustor's lifetime. Next, there is what's called a revocable trust. It allows changes to be made to the trust by the trustor or the grantor of the trust. The trust can also be canceled by the trustor, and any income earned in the trust is paid back to the trustor. Following the death of the trustor, the income and the assets are transferred to the beneficiaries of the trust. Revocable trusts are helpful since they're flexible during the lifetime of the trustor, but they also allow the distribution of assets from the trustor's estate. Next, there's what's called an irrevocable trust. An irrevocable trust does not allow for any changes to be made to the trust by the grantor. The trust cannot be canceled or altered once it's established because it is irrevocable. Once assets are placed into an irrevocable trust, the trustor has essentially given up legal ownership of those assets. The trustee would have to manage the assets and distribute them to the beneficiaries upon the death of the trustor. Now, in some cases, one of the beneficiaries of the irrevocable trust can in fact be the original grantor. These irrevocable trusts are considered to be some of the most bulletproof of all asset protection methods. So if you created an irrevocable trust and you put assets that you wanted to be untouchable in any lawsuit, you would transfer those assets to the irrevocable trust. 
Obviously, you want to do that long before you had any problems, so you would not be accused of any fraudulent conveyance. There are a handful of lawyers in the U.S. that I know who specialize in creating these kinds of advanced asset protection structures. Next, we have something called a bear trust or a naked trust. A bear trust is a basic trust in which the beneficiary has absolute right to the capital and assets within the trust, as well as the income generated from these assets. Trust assets are held in the name of the trustee, who has the responsibility of managing the trust assets prudently so as to generate the maximum benefit for the beneficiaries, or might otherwise be directed by the beneficiaries or the trust creator. But the trustee has no say in how or when the trust capital or income is distributed. Where bear trusts are very common are in cases of family members who have, let's say, added their names to the title of a family member's home. That could include adult children who hold title to their aging parents' home for the sole purpose of simplifying the eventual transfer of the property. Sometimes, a parent will hold title to a property on behalf of their children. That, too, is another type of bear trust relationship. Now, the United States does not allow for the creation of bear trusts, but they can be set up in Canada or in the United Kingdom. Next, there are land trusts. These are set up to hold property on behalf of beneficiaries, and these too are often established to enhance asset protection in some jurisdictions. But not all jurisdictions do allow for land trusts, so here too you want to seek proper advice. What we've covered today is a very superficial definition of some of the more common types of trusts, and there's many more in existence than what we've covered. It's a huge topic and it's highly specialized. Trusts can be very powerful. If it's something that you might want to look at, definitely want to get the right legal advice and the right accounting advice. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 